the reason why people don't do that and they don't genuinely want to be the first is because they're afraid that people won't like it. But the funny thing is that that's good. You want people to see your content and think it's cringe because you'd want them to unfollow you and you want them to not engage with you because you really want your following to be people who are into poetry, monster trucks, and lashes. Whether you believe it or not, there <laughs> is a, for you. a market of lash clients who are into monster trucks and poetry and want to get lashes. And all you need as a lash artist is what? 30 or 40 customers, yeah. you need 30 or 40 reliable clients that are paying you three figures every couple of weeks yeah. and you're making six figures a year. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, on to our show from Elibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're excited to welcome back to the booth, Ashley and Hakeem Gonzalez from Beauty Delicious. And they've come back in like a new form. Like before, when we saw them a couple years ago, they're the lashing couple, right? During COVID. And since then, Hakeem has blown up, guys. He's become the lash poppy. And he is a big deal now on TikTok. In fact, if you're not following him, you really should go follow him. And it's just really cool to sit down and really learn from Hakeem and Ashley, both of them sharing kind of what you should be doing on TikTok and how you can grow your TikTok and how things they've done and things that have helped them. And it's really grown their business in ways that I don't think they saw coming like a couple years ago. They just finally went with it and tried it and then start doing stuff and then things start blowing up. And it's really cool and exciting to see as they're really good people and we love what they're doing for our industry. So please definitely stick around to hear his story and how Hakeem has really become one of the biggest names in Lash influence, at least on TikTok. So it's pretty pretty cool to see the forward after how far they've come. Before we get into that, guys, let's do our announcement. Mints. Well, we got some LashCon tickets, guys. We're nine weeks out. It's kind of stressful, to be honest. <laughs> nine weeks out. Oh, my gosh. And we have our virtual tickets. So if you can't come, it's $195. But the price is going up after September 5th. So just a week away, it's going up to $247. So get your virtual ticket now if you want to save $50. Bucks. But we also have some standard tickets. In fact, we have a handful of standard tickets still because, uh, yeah, we do. We were holding on to some, and, um, well, we have a few people who can't make it now, so we're going to sell those $8.97, and you can divide them into a payment plan of three installments. So basically, you know, 300 bucks over the next eight weeks. So you can break it up so it's really doable. Plane tickets are cheaper now, and hotels, we still have a couple hotels nearby. If you go to our main website, you can get links to that and you can get your room for $189 or, you know, find somebody else. Go to our roommate exchange that we have on our the last conference roommate exchange, I think, on Facebook. You can go there and you can try to hook up and find someone, hopefully, to help split up that room and make it a lot more affordable. So, anyhow, we have all that. By the way, guys, if you bought your ticket and still want to come to one of the add-ons... Those are still available. We still have stuff for Friday on day one. We have the Lash Lab where you can learn from Auto Mitter or Ali Lilly or Tusney or Anna um, from Designer Pro. And you can learn from them all sorts of cool stuff. So if you look, go to the website, you can find those details. And we also have Lash Booth Collective, which is on Friday night or the day one, which is our event that we're doing during the day on Friday. That's all pre-bonus stuff. But if you buy your ticket and you're planning to be there, might as well level up your game and take these classes. Uh, Tusses retention in a styling course. We're taking a couple months off, obviously, because we have LashCon now, but we'll be back November 19th, 20th in Boston and here in Los Angeles, December 3rd and 4th. So if you want to change your last game, and we just finished our class last week, we were in Vegas and it was amazing. And we've had amazing responses from everyone who went and just basically said, this is the best by far class they've ever taken. And it's by far the most insightful. And we break it all down. We 
Tusney really breaks down lashing in ways you probably have never heard before and really challenges a lot of the myths and the misunderstandings we have about our industry and gives you like freedom to fly and do whatever you want as an artist. Be even a better artist and more creative artist now because you don't have to fear a lot of the things that our industry tends to try to put on people, not because they're mean or anything. They just, people just don't know. They're just repeating what they were taught, right? That's what we do on this podcast quite a bit, actually. We kind of, Sit down and share, okay, this is what you've heard, and here's the reality. So that's what this in-person class will do, and it's going to give you that forward retention so your clients go further between appointments and you can charge more. All right, that's all I have for announcements now. We're going to go now and have our interview with Ashley and Hakeem and really talk about really how they've kind of learned and grown and used TikTok to grow their business. Hey guys, we're here in the Lashcast studios again. As always, excited to be with you. And hey, Tuss, welcome to the show. Hello. Hola. Hola. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, we have some returning friends, some people that we have grown to just get to know and love and adore because they've been such a blessing to our industry in many, many different ways. So we want to welcome back to the show Ashley and Hakeem from Beautylicious. Beauty Delicious Lashes. How's it going, guys? Hi. Good to see you, too. And we are basically, this is, I was just, before we got started, this is our third time with Ashley and our second time with Hakeem. So you guys are, like, becoming regulars. You're in the club. Yeah, you're in a very special yeah. elite club. In the club, yes. And the cool kids, bro. Yes, you guys are the cool kids. And we're really excited to have you on because... Well, we're going to talk about something we never talk about, and that's TikTok. It's really shocking. Here we are, four and a half years into this, and we've never really sat down and said, what is TikTok? How do you use it? What is it good for? Uh, if anything, I've maybe sometimes, if people listen, if you guys ever listen, I've, I've kind of bashed the use of social media because sometimes it can be a distraction more than it is a useful tool. But I'm really excited to have yeah. them on because I consider them kind of experts in this area. They've done you, so well We with definitely it. spend a lot of time there. In the last year, we've really transitioned most of our short form content to definitely be on TikTok. Interesting. So. <laughs> and yeah, and you guys have grown. I mean, you, I just checked. You guys are over 15,000 followers, which for a Lash brand, I think is actually very good. I don't think there are a lot of brands out there doing yeah, much in that space. Yeah, cue the fireworks right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sound effect. Well, and Hakeem's actually got like 130,000. So. What? What? He, he left that's me in the amazing. dust one no, day. I don't, I'm not following his page yet. No, that's right. Well, yeah, let's he, quick. he left me in the dust. Yeah, so let's get the two pages just so people can, when we're talking, they can go back afterwards and check. Where are your two handles for um, TikTok? So mine is the same as our Instagram, which is beautylicious underscore lashes. Same. I try to keep it pretty the same. Yeah. Hakeem's is the lash poppy, which is also the same um, as my Instagram. Yeah. yeah. We try to keep it the same so that people don't get lost. <laughs> so you have 130,000 on TikTok. What do you have on Instagram? How's that compare? Like, uh, like 12, like 12,000. Okay. TikTok takes off while Instagram is still kind of slowly. Well, he humming. also never posts yeah, on Instagram. I never really spent too much time on Instagram, honestly. I think when I first started using TikTok, I was just like, no one knows me on here. And like, that was like how I got comfortable. Like an doing alter it. ego. Whereas mm-hmm. on Instagram, I felt like I was a little shy because all my friends were on there. So I didn't want them to. So it's like, I, I thought to myself, <laughs> they, don't, they don't see my TikTok video. So I was able to get more creative and just be more, feel more comfortable. Whereas on Instagram, I kind of had this thing where I was like, oh man. I don't want my friends to make fun of me. So for the longest time, I didn't post on Instagram. I want to say up until probably like the past two, three months, I've recently started posting on Instagram now. Okay. But before that, I I was too nervous. I didn't want my friends making fun of me. Like, I get it. No, I get, I it. get it. That's that's my excuse. I'll you know how say. they have that, have that <laughs> saying, dance like no one is looking. It's like they should be like post like your yeah. friends aren't watching. <laughs> yeah, and and they are. But that said, <laughs> really, that's really interesting. And just in case people don't know, you should go back to an episode. I don't even remember which number it is. It's like a couple of years ago now during COVID, I think it was. But if you want to hear their story, they're unique. I mean, they're a couple who do lashes, guys. That's unheard of. And also, Hakeem is actually a... a trained barber that's his background and then but he does lashes but yeah does lashes bum, he's bum, a lash bum. puppy so yes yeah, well now he doesn't even really cut hair i think the last time he was on your podcast he still mostly yeah, he was still doing hair but now he doesn't even cut hair he just does lashes which is such an anomaly and i think that's what makes it so cool about you two is that you guys have a unique story a unique angle and basically hakeem you're just not ashamed like i'm a dude and i'm doing lashes and no excuses right so um, i so think you know uh, hakeem you are a yeah. trailblazer thank you guys yeah i think it was in vegas we were talking to you people have come up to you and tell you that hakeem you've opened doors for people or at least encouraged them to step forward and do this 
There's been quite a few guys that have reached out to me and they said that they used to think about it before, but then up until they saw me that that kind of gave them the courage to actually go ahead and do it and be out there openly. I get quite a few messages like weekly of the guys doing lashes now or starting to do lashes and like just telling or me. Or even that- girls who like want to now be barbers, like they did <laughs> women's hair, but they yes. want to be barbers now. Just the idea that people of non-traditional genders getting into different fields that they didn't think they could just because, hey, if this cholo looking guy can do eyelashes, why can't I cut men's hair? Why can't I be a construction worker? They, exactly. they told him they, testimonies up like the being we should screenshot them because you get so many that's that is awesome fa- you know what anything that grows our industry and grows it in new ways i'm so for i mean that's why we do this whole podcast so akim you are a trailblazer you yeah. are a pioneer one of the things that i love is that he only really posts his classic work any hybrids or anything like that he really doesn't post them because he really wants to push like his thing is he loves classics so he pushes only his classic work out and that's really what he enjoys doing because not a lot of artists like yeah. to do classics, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. You're seeing a lot of artists actually remove classics from their menu yeah. because they think like it doesn't make any money. Yeah. But obviously we know they just don't know how to market it. So he tells them, he's like, I charge a lot of money. I charge a good amount for doing classics. And he specializes in that. And if you just take a moment to look at some of his most popular videos and you look at the comments, the main comment he gets is no one does lashes like this anymore. I, I always ask for natural and I get Full dra- like this full dramatic looks and his that's the number one comment and that's gets. like the mo- i feel like a lot of girls are um they want like, it they they want natural looks and a lot of lash artists aren't giving them the natural looks they're competing with other lash artists on instagram or on tiktok and they're not giving their clients what they want there's this really popular trend right now that's like oops my client asked for natural and oops i accidentally did mega volume yeah. and i get it it's funny <laughs> because a lot of artists do that yeah but the point is that you're literally making a joke about the fact that you're not, not giving your client what they want and they don't realize it because their clients just paid three hundred dollars for a set so they're not saying anything but then they're in Hakeem's comments going what do I have to do to get a lash artist to do what you do it's so funny because Mm. people are always saying volume is where the money is you're so right on is becoming a lost art but there is so much money in it which is a great opportunity for all of those who are listening not everyone wants to look like a 20 something or look like a drag queen (laughs) I love drag queens but that doesn't mean that I necessarily want that you know for me I love looking at them I love the art a professional woman who doesn't want to be outed she just wants to look now I did uh, set this she's going to Ireland today and she just wants to look natural she's going on a hiking trip she's like I don't want to look all made up yeah so just do the classic on me what we call it is your lashes but better our clients are looking to just have a slightly enhanced version of themselves so that they don't have to wear tons of makeup typically they don't even want people to know a lot of them are yeah. Attorney, doctors, surgeons, police officers, judges, yeah. uh, police officers who these people yeah. make really good livings, but they can't have those. Hakeem calls them little mustaches. But again, <laughs> we respect the art, yeah. but just have to understand that there's a different market for, for everything. And the way we work it, and I don't know how you guys do, but for those who listen to our show know this, we charge the same. That's how you not lose money on classic because so many people back when volume first came around like 2015, a lot of people bumped up to volume because they didn't know how to raise their prices, but they justify in their mind. Well, I can charge more for volume. It's a new service. service. It takes more time, blah, 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 blah. So they charge more. And truth is a lot of times what happens is they take more longer time while they charge more for their volume. They charge a little bit more but not enough because they take longer. So actually their per hour charge is less doing volume than is classic, but in their mind, they think they're making more money. Oh my God, this is exactly what we talk about with our students. It doesn't make sense. And then what ends up happening is the only people who book the classics are the ones who are just on a budget a lot of the time. So then people, these lash artists tend to hate classics because in their mind, they associate it with cheap clients. But the reality is you're setting that up for them. They're only what you allow them to. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny to us because Hakeem knows how to make volume fans with multiple different techniques, but he really likes classics. So yeah. he only does classics. And yet people are literally, I mean, he probably gets at least 20 to 50 DMs every single day begging him to please do their lashes. Holy he can't even keep up. That's wow. amazing. I love that. Good That's job. niching down. You should maybe think about- Maybe you should talk on our podcast about it. I know. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that this is a really good segue into how you can leverage TikTok. Yeah. The biggest mistake that a lot of people make is they just try to copy what other people mm-hmm. are doing. And I get it because you saw that she went viral or she has tons of followers, but it's a great chance that they went viral. Mm-hmm. 
because they were the first one to to post it. Not necessarily to do it, but if they were the first person on TikTok to create content around like a certain style or a certain technique, that's probably why they went viral. It's not so much what they did. It's the fact that they were positioned as one of the first ones. And that's kind of the same thing with what we're talking about, like classics. Hakeem's really the only lash artist that's really pushing classic lashes on and short we do short we like short short. oh my gosh you guys are my favorite club yeah that's what that's like what we like i prefer when he does mine i like him to do no longer than 11 Mm -hmm. but he usually sleeps 12 in there (laughs) and she looks at him and goes ah (laughs) i just want to give a little plug to christine from island lash she has we love her yeah she has 0.5 millimeter lashes which I absolutely, in oh, classic, in length, in length. Yeah. not thickness, in length, 0. 0.15, 15 oh, wow. by 5, 15 by 6, 15 by 7. And she's got them in different curls and they're wonderful. They're I'm always in the habit of cutting them because, you know, I like those teeny tiny ones in the inner corner. Yes. But you should check hers out. She's got mixed trays and everything. So Yes, we like short and we like flat lashes. That's all we sell in our line and that's all we use is flat lashes. So because we like thin, we like them lightweight. And that's one of the things that we try to push when people ask us, like, can I use TikTok to grow my business? We try to tell them, like, find something that no one's doing. Kind of like Christina, Mm -hmm. like, find your place that no one's really done yet. And the cool thing about TikTok is that the amount of creators that exist right now is so small in comparison to, like, YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Really? Even now, still, even with TikTok being... Coming really, I know it's definitely the largest platform being used by anyone under 30. I think anyone under 30, yeah. it, there's no one that owns the market as well as TikTok, which is why, as you probably just recently heard, Meta had their first down quarter ever in the history. Even Google as a search engine is down, not dramatically, yeah. but even Google has shown that they are actually down as far as a search engine. More people are using TikTok as a search engine to learn things. Their algorithm is just like, honestly, creepy and might be borderline illegal <laughs> because they get in your brain. Like yeah. if you look up this and then you look up this, they'll find this in the middle that you didn't look up, but they know that because you looked up those two things, you're probably going to care about mm. this. And it's very it's scary. Totally, you can just think about something and it shows up on your feed and you're like, oh my gosh. That's, that's TikTok. I don't know what the Chinese people who develop this, what they have, but it is very mind powerful. Reading. It's the ancient yes. Chinese secret no. of mind reading. <laughs> can I go back real quick? Because you yeah. talked about loving short lashes and loving the flat ones. Do you guys carry those in the short ones? Yeah, that's all we carry. We don't do the round. We only like the flat ones because they the retention's better, they're lighter weight and they look more matte, yes. which gives that real natural finish. Okay, I am going to check you guys out on that cool (laughs) so now with tiktok let's get a little bit big because i'm going to say most of our listeners are under 40 or probably engaged in some way i know i am engaged on i at least like to watch it it's actually now become my favorite thing late at night i I just spent a half hour because i just like comedy so i'm mostly funny people and there's actually an amazing amount of i'll say comic individuals who just are just beginning to bloom into the real world. Like, actually, we were at Comic-Con just a week ago, and Tuss, you got to see one of your favorite guys. His name's Stephen Yee, is it? Or Stephen? He's always doing, like, Asian jokes. Oh, Asian fail, and you make the rice wrong. And I'm just always laughing. I'm laughing my butt off. And I saw him, and I was, like, totally fangirling. Yeah, it was, yeah. So we saw our first TikTok star at Comic-Con, which was very fun, because she screamed across the place. We (laughs) saw him. No one else knows who he is. I can totally relate. Yeah, no one else knows who he is. We have a picture. It's actually kind of cool. I know he um, came over and took a picture with me. Yeah, he was, was like, honored. Oh he, he's not annoyed yet. He's not annoyed by the celebrity level yet because he's not huge, yeah. huge. Uh, but any of that, I'll say, totally on the sidetrack. So, but let's real quickly, let's try to define a little bit for people who are maybe our older crowd who's listening right now. Like, yeah. what is really TikTok and what's it good for? What are, how's it being used right now today? Yeah. So basically, for those who don't even know what TikTok is, most people I think that even have heard the term probably think it's a platform where you have to do dancing, choreography, and that's what it all all of it is. And I'm not going to say that there's none of that. There definitely is a lot of trends that go with like choreography. If you can memorize dance moves, that's very trendy, but that's also very trendy for what we call influencers, like people who are just trying to gain their following and typically end up being some type of like brand ambassador or something for like a fitness brand or something. That's usually who's doing that kind of stuff. But TikTok really is just short form video content that is really catered towards entertainment in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can explain it is that it's short form content that's entertaining. And so what's special about TikTok is that no other platform right now, other than maybe YouTube, 
is where it's heavy on consumer, mm. meaning people like yourselves are spending a lot of time watching and consuming content. And it's not heavy on the creator side just yet, just because it's only a few years in people haven't built up the courage. Some people don't even understand how it works. So because of the unique culture, very heavy on Gen Z culture. Because of that, it's a little bit confusing to people that are like 30 plus, including ourselves. We were confused at first. But once you understand the way it works, you'll understand that there's a lot of consumers. And even though, yes, we discussed that predominantly the creators are in the 20 range, the consumers are all across the board. You have people in their 70s, 60s. My grandma's on TikTok. She doesn't post. I'm 85. So yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Everyone is. I mean, children, like my daughter's on TikTok. I mean, she watches, she has a kid account, so she can't actually comment or engage with anyone, but she can view censored content. But the point is everyone from children to boomers are absorbing content. Are are watching. Yes. That's so important to understand why this is such a good time to be on TikTok, regardless of what you sell, Mm -hmm. whatever your offer is. It doesn't matter because you're getting tons of exposure through the algorithm. The way the algorithm works, what makes TikTok different from any other platform, other platforms are coming around to learn this, but what it does is you don't just, okay, typically you have friends like on Facebook, yeah. right? And those are the only people that can see your content. Mm-hmm. Same thing on Instagram. Now they're starting to, if you scroll long enough, you'll start to see new people stuff. That came from TikTok. Yep. That didn't happen until TikTok came around. The way TikTok is you have two feeds. Mm-hmm. You have your following feed. So everyone that you follow, all your friends, and then you have the for you page, mm-hmm. your FYP. Mm-hmm. Your FYP is that algorithm, that special algorithm. Some of it's people you're following. And some people, it's just auto-generated based on the type of content that you consume and the type of content that you interact with. And so the crazy thing is you can actually find somebody that's either close to you or not. But the point is it shows it to you based on what they think you'll like. And we all know how algorithm works. They're trying to get you to stay on the app longer. So if they can create a FYP page, that's going to keep you scrolling for three hours, that's what they want. And as all of you guys can probably concur, it works sometimes. You're on there for you get lost. In a vortex. The best part, in my opinion, about TikTok is that you don't know when they posted it. On Instagram, when you're scrolling, it says posted three hours ago. And then what do we all do? Oh, they posted three hours ago and they only have two likes. What? That's yeah. sad. And you keep scrolling. You judge them based off the vanity metrics mm-hmm. and you'll keep scrolling. On TikTok, it could have been posted three weeks ago and you wouldn't know. Yeah. So the cool thing is you think if it has no comments, oh, it must be a new Fresh. post. So you get, you're more likely to give it a chance mm-hmm. to consume that content. So I really like that that angle of it, that makes it different. And so essentially you could post 20 times in one day yeah. and nobody would know. Yeah. yeah, You wouldn't look cringy because no one would know because it's so jumbled it's up. It's like there's no expiration. No, I think it's great because I think this is why Meta is, is freaking out and they're going to they're gonna start already. In fact, there was a supposedly a big Mark Zuckerberg meeting in the last couple of weeks and yeah. they're willing to blow up the whole thing and start over. It sounded like, okay, we got to change. I know this. that people are talking about it on yeah, TikTok. Yeah. It's pretty crazy how TikTok, I mean, Meta had their first down quarter, which they never had one. They've always expanded, but they actually went backwards. So that's a big warning. And I think TikTok, they thought like Instagram did with Snapchat, Instagram destroyed Snapchat, didn't destroy it, but right. took it off its trajectory because they said, well, we'll, we'll do short term stories right and that popped on and that worked great in the environment that was on instagram but the reels which have definitely worked well for those people who use them on instagram just doesn't match up with for some reason the coolness of what tiktok is and also i just think people who started on tiktok aren't going to be swayed over to reels the same way i think the the snapchat was because the big reason is this on Snapchat, you it was impossible to be found. There was no hashtags. There right. was nothing. It was right. like you had to know someone and type yep. it in and find them yourself specifically. So growth was next to impossible. It was missing the reach. Yeah, it was reaching reach. But man, on Instagram, you could take that story and blow up and yes. have tons of followers. And you could share it to your story. And there were so many more ways to get reach. But TikTok has blown even Instagram's way of reach out of the water because we'll be going live and I'll get 50,000 unique viewers on one of my lives wow. that I'll do. Wow. And Hakeem has reached higher numbers than that. And so, you know how I said you can scroll and it'll show you content? It'll show you live. It'll actually show you a live of someone that you don't even follow. And so 
that is so valuable. And if anyone takes anything from this, I know that you might be thinking probably a lot of your listeners are service providers. And so they rely heavily on local business. And so some people might say, oh, well, TikTok's not for me because I'm not a brand. But the funny part is that as a consumer, if you're constantly interacting with brands or things that are local to your area, TikTok knows that. Mm. And so the fact that you're a service provider in a certain given area, if you're constantly utilizing the hashtags and geotag and you're using very rich um, descriptions in your caption, the same thing, it's going to put you at the top. It's going to give you authority in your county or your city, Mm -hmm. and it's going to show your content to people in your city. And that's proven time and time again for us. We don't just have followers all over the country. A majority of our followers are are local. A lot of them are local. Well, that's what, Hakeem, you were saying that a lot of people DM you want to get their lashes done. I'm sure they're not DMing from New York. It's all over the place. I feel like sometimes it's just like they they want to get their chance to talk to me, like, you know, like the opportunity to get a response. Or they just are lazy and they don't go on our website and yeah. look. But but for the most part, it is people who are aware of where we are or they're willing to drive. Mm. They're from an hour, two hours yeah, away. In Los willing- Angeles. Because they you want that experience. People. They want what you offer. What I'm trying to say is that, yes, I'm not going to lie. You will get followers from all over the place. Yeah. But you have to remember that what Vanity Metrics does, even though we don't rely on Vanity Metrics to get bookings, We'd be lying if we said that having a larger following count doesn't affect your social digital currency. It definitely affects the way people view you and how they prioritize you, how they see you. Vanity Metrics is not everything, but it does play a role in the way people value you. Well, it's an authority thing, right? So, I mean, you could have the best content in the world, but you have five followers. People just will just immediately go, eh, maybe later? Or, wow, that was interesting, but look at you. You have no followers. Like, how trustworthy is your content with no, at least- That's just the way of the world. And it's not fair, but it is what it is. And that's just the way it works. So for us, it definitely makes an impact. But the other, I would say, like the reason why we do recommend people to be on, um, on TikTok now again you don't have to dance you don't have to memorize choreography you can (laughs) and that's definitely going to get you this is the main word that i would use when i'm referencing tiktok is like awareness you're going to get awareness you're going to get exposure but the key point here and i know you guys know this is you need to know what to do with that awareness if you don't actually know how to convert people from just being followers to clients it really doesn't matter the reason that hakeem get so many increases, not just because he has a lot of followers. Obviously, we have funnels in place. We have things, systems that attract them. We don't just make funny TikToks and then hope that they figure out that he does lashes. Like we have a system in place and we have strategies. So I think that's the main thing that we would like to let people know is it's not as simple as just getting followers. You have to understand marketing in order to turn those followers into clients. I just want to ask a question for our listeners who might have no idea about what you're talking about, but they're really interested in it. You just mentioned funnels. Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, I'll, I'll go a little further. Why don't we go and explain what you guys do? Not just a funnel, but you know, when you say you need to have a plan, well, the plan was the yes. funnel. Well, what is that plan? Maybe not even use the word funnel. Just say, okay, once they- Yeah, sales funnels, I'm a marketing person. So to me, it sounds like it's normal conversation, but Tessany is right. Like a lot of people don't understand what that means. Basically a funnel in just really quick layman's terms means you have a journey that you take basically strangers and turn them into audience, turn them in and then build them into your community. And and then eventually you turn them into a paying customer. Yeah. It's just the process by which you go take someone down that journey. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's ads. You know, you can pump ads out and you can do that on TikTok. For some people, it's ads. And then you take them to your website. You can let them download a free something, you know, get a free consultation. Or put their email in. Yes, exactly. And so maybe you have a really strong email marketing game, whatever it is. There's so many different ways to convert people. For us, what we rely heavily on is just creating content. And for some people, they don't have businesses where they have time. So if you're a service provider, you may not have time to put out well thought out content all day, every day. So our system probably wouldn't be the best for someone who's a full-time service provider. Well, let me just say this but- quick good point if they're busy they don't need this anyways exactly i'm yeah. fully booked well if you want to be busier with more p- higher paying clients than maybe but or higher that's staff a whole conversation. yeah those types but of if you are definitely a service provider just looking to get clients setting yourself up as a authority in your industry and i think people get confused that's another scary word to people authority they don't see themselves as an expert so it's hard to position themselves that way but the funny thing is if you provide a service or if you sell a product and you want 
to get people to buy it. All you have to do is explain to them why they should. And that's pretty much it. It's, it's very simple. So what we do is basically that's what we do. We create content that shows people why our products and our services are top tier and what transformation that they'll receive through our products and services. And you could do the same thing as a service provider. I have a, a student that I'm working with in Arizona where what she does is she creates content that really, really hones in on the fact that she cares a lot about the art and not every client cares about the art and all the layers and all that stuff. Not every client does, but some do. Some people come with an inspo picture and they want exactly this. And so she talks about how she uses different lashes and different this and different that to achieve your specific look that enhances your unique face. So that's her thing. So basically finding what your thing is and showing people why they should buy it from you or why they should come to you for it is really what we use for our sales funnel. So this sounds like typical marketing all of a sudden, right? It's like, oh, so- that's all you need to know who you're trying to reach, have your ideal client. You need to know what your message is. What makes you unique? Yeah. What's your unique selling proposition? What is it about you that really sets you apart? And, and if you don't know those answers, then you got to go even more basic than worrying about TikTok right now. You need to go back yeah, and really seriously. get the basics yeah. worked out. Go backwards, yeah. And so basically TikTok is the answer in all of this is that TikTok is not a magic pill. Like if you think that, oh, TikTok is the thing. I'm not getting clients. I post all day, every day on Instagram and I don't get clients, then for sure. It's not your services that's the problem. It's not the platform that's the problem. You can use any problem. You can use podcasting to get people involved with your products or your services. But at the end of the day, it's a visual platform, which is really ideal for the services that we're, well, the industry that we're in. We're in a visual industry, aesthetic. Like that's literally what we're in. So it just makes sense that a platform that's heavy on video content is going to be very beneficial because you can literally show the transformation, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's what I just finished saying that you got to do. So if you can show people the transformation and like Hakeem does, he literally shows them how, even though he does classic lashes, it makes a world of a difference in the clients. That's really cool. So I basically, just so people understand, and I guess the reason why the algorithm works, if you're doing tutorials, like you're showing how to do cleaner eyes, you're showing how you apply the lashes, you show how to do aftercare maybe, or what not to do with your lashes. You do all these little short one and tutorials and you start posting. You can even that. do like quick videos of like before they get their lashes and yeah. then after and how happy they look in the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. Cause then you're going to show how happy you make your clients. Yeah, exactly. Those type of things, the algorithm, because it, does know it geolocates you it's not like it has no yes. clue yeah other people who are liking similar stuff in your area that's where that will be shown in their feed and that's how they'll yeah. find you and eventually you can it's easier because i think our hashtags is useful do you feel like in tiktok people do use them but they've actually really um, boosted their algorithm now and it's actually a search box now mm -hmm. so you can actually look up how to do lashes okay. like learning to do wow. lashes or you can look up uh, wispy lashes in Arcadia. Mm -hmm. Like you can actually look up that stuff. And if it's in your caption, it works as SEO. Okay. So SEO again, search engine optimization guys. And by that means that you're just using words that people like to use when they're searching for things. So if, exactly. when they're searching, Best lashes, you yeah. should always have lashes somewhere in your title. I think the mistake that a lot of people make on TikTok is that they're looking for clients and they hear me or you on our podcast talk about like educational content, right? Yeah. The misconception is that they need to teach people how to do lashes on their TikTok, no. but that's not going to work to get clients per se, mm -hmm. not as quickly. It will trickle down eventually, but for the most part, that's where they get messed up because then what the algorithm does is it shows their content to other lash artists in different cities, countries, yeah. and that's you know, what they want. So if you're just trying to get other clients, then you're better off just talking about how, you know, your uh, salon. Certain, uh, certain look, um, looks better on certain faces and stuff like yeah. that. Like just explaining how, you know, what looks look best on people and stuff like that. Cause that's what clients are going to be looking. That's for. exactly what they're going for. They're going to yeah. say, how to make my face look slimmer with makeup, mm -hmm. right. Or something like that. They're looking that up. Yeah. So if you're creating content as a makeup artist saying like, if you want to learn how to contour your face and make your face look slimmer, I can mm -hmm. teach you through a makeup appointment or whatever it is that you do if you're creating the they just made the captions longer mm -hmm. so that's something that is really big like every time a platform introduces a new feature mm -hmm. or an enhancement of a feature you want to take advantage of that so one of the things that they did was they made our captions longer before it was only like 140 characters and now it's like i want to say 300 no i don't know it's a lot more i wonder where they get the 140 from <laughs> <laughs> a, a Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love how these brands all riff off each other and they go, well, why did we do 140 guys? We can do more than that. It's not, we're not Twitter. That's great. I know. And then now the newest thing that they just rolled out is I think 10 minute videos. I just got a notification last week that we could do 10 minute videos. Uh, before that it was three minute videos. So it started out 15 seconds and then they branched out to 30 seconds and then 60 seconds. Now they're at 10 minute videos. So what does that tell you? They want you to create more long form content on TikTok. Do they limit people like based upon their how many users or everyone has access to all these tools right away? I think it depends on how many followers you have, at what point you get access to those, because I have looked and not a lot of people I don't know if they're just not doing them, but when I put a couple of three minute videos out, when that feature just came out, I got so much mm. traction and so many followers from those videos. So I really think that if you take advantage of those as they come, it's beneficial. Yeah. Cause I, I found out when I went on, they said, you only get one second. So I think they don't like me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, your face is all- one second. It's all we're going to put out there. I'm not even getting done. you a second. You get yeah, yeah, point, yeah, yeah. 30 seconds. Okay. Anyhow, that all said. If, now, if I could yeah. give any advice mm-hmm. to somebody who's struggling and they're just like, you know, I've been making content. I would definitely say the, the main thing I would say is to find local businesses that have TikToks in your area engage with them as much as you can comment on every one of their posts that they post. If they go live, engage in their live, because obviously if they're local and they're a very busy business, they have local people buying from them, which means you can connect with those people. And if they have built a community, you can leech and basically interject yourself into their community, Mm -hmm. which is going to teach the algorithm like, Oh, okay. put, Put this person with that community. And not only that, I would say the biggest thing that Hakeem and I have learned is probably that, the culture is very different from Instagram. So the culture of Instagram is, I'm sorry if I'm hurting anyone's feelings who are diehard Instagrammers, but Instagram is very like high school clicky culture. Mm -hmm. So it's the same people only commenting on their same friends posts. And it's very much like people are picky and choosy with their likes and their comments. Like, Oh, she earned my like, like, whereas (laughs) on, on, You have to try hard because there's such a large group of creators. I feel like everyone on Instagram these days owns a business. It's so hard to find someone that's actively posting on Instagram that doesn't own a business that isn't trying to push out their product. But on TikTok, like I said, it's heavy on consumers and not a ton of creators. So you're better off basically connecting with all the people who are creators that would basically help you get customers or clients. So the culture here is more raw. If you're too curated and, and like, you know how people like, again, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but on Instagram, some people make all their content like on Canva and they edit it with their background and their thumbnails to be all perfect and cute yeah. and, and aesthetic. If you do that on TikTok, people don't like it. Those are some of the lowest performing accounts, in my opinion, are people who have all kinds of thumbnails for their mm-hmm. stuff. That's not what they want. They want rawness. They want no makeup. They want you to mess up. They don't want to see perfection mm-hmm. because as a consumer, someone who's not actually creating, they're not going to connect with that. And I think just this is just a shift in marketing in general. We're leaning into a lot of UGC, mm-hmm. user-generated content, meaning not paid actors, but they're not actual influencers. They're just random people getting paid a couple hundred bucks to make a video like a testimony, basically, that's pretty much what UGC is. And so because we're seeing this transition from huge companies, like the biggest billion dollar companies you can think of are are um, leaning into UGC right now. Yeah. So just knowing that tells you that consumers are not buying from companies mm. that are only hiring the Jenners to model their clothes. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know the company Yiddy. Mm. It's by what's that? What's that? Um, the rapper's name? Michael Jackson. No, what's her name? Lizzo. 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 Lizzo's huge right now. Lizzo is uh, extremely heavy, overweight. She comes raw, like she wears no makeup. She doesn't have a wig on. She doesn't care. She'll be chomping on her on her vegan macaroni and cheese, like. To the point where like 10 years ago, we would have been like, ew, what is this girl doing? Right. Not aesthetically pleasing, quote, by traditional American beauty standards. But yeah, she's dominating. And it's because she comes raw as she is. And she's working with UGC. She's working with basically influencers that you've never heard of that only have 3000 followers, but they're giving genuine, real testimonies. And that is what built Yiddy, which is her new company. And it's blown up over the last, I think it's only launched a month ago. And it's like crazy how everyone has it. Not like back in the YouTube days where L'Oreal would only give it to the hottest, skinniest, prettiest, youngest, tightest skin people. You have to give to everybody. And I think that that's just so 
empowering because as somebody who doesn't fit into the American traditional beauty standards, now it shows that, hey, we have a chance. You don't have, I have to a look chance. like. <laughs> no, that was, you know, it's, it's funny it's you say that. Time. Earlier yes. you made a comment that like, oh, well, I, it's past my time to be on TikTok. But like, it's not true. Like, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Some of my favorite creators are well into their senior years. Thank you. So way past, <laughs> way past you. The point is they're, they're a lot older oh, than wait, you. Oh, wait, okay. They're not younger. Okay. And yet they, they are killing it. And yeah. I find I get so much value from them. So my point is that I think that those girls that were like perfect looking and easy on the eyes and, and those guys that have like the perfect chiseled bodies and all that stuff, that's not what people want anymore. No, it's interesting that you say this. I, I What's really cool is I've been around as long as social media has been around and I got to see trends. And what's really kind of cool as now YouTube's been around for over 20 years yeah. and YouTube, when it first came on, it was the same thing. YouTube first pops up in the early 2000s and you have television with the perfect world, the perfect life. And YouTube shows up and shows a guy farting and everyone's like, yeah, and it gets a million likes and people, shaky camera entertainment yeah, and shaky camera and fuzzy images. And there was a saying that YouTubers used to say, it just needs to be good, good enough. enough. And that changed everything because beforehand, everyone thought it had to be perfect. Studio. It had to be TV worthy. High production value. YouTube said, no, nah, it doesn't have to be TV worthy. It just has to be off your back. Those are like your flip phones or whatever device you had. That the was people that I used to follow religiously. And the reason I got into the beauty industry, the reason I started my business in makeup yeah. was because of these girls that would literally sit using their, their laptop yeah. camera. And back then it was like Dell laptop. It was what, 2011. And so it was grainy. They're sound was horrible it was like their mouth was moving but their their mm. voice wasn't talking but you were watching them do their makeup and they were sitting on the floor in front of their mirror they didn't even have a vanity they just had the sliding mirror for their apartment their shitty apartment with yep. stained floors they had their makeup all over the place from like the dollar store and that is who i was obsessed yeah. with like he knows I was like, oh my God, Jacqueline Hill posted another video. Oh my God, Kristen Dominique, yep. like I'm there. And when they launched a palette, Hakeem, who was standing yeah, in line? Like, and these were dodgy, shady places in Burbank that was they were selling their <laughs> They were not at Sephora, Beverly Hills. I was standing in line at Morphe in Burbank, which was like, it's in a shady neighborhood. Yeah, it is. Shady. I love it. And my favorite was always Michelle Fan. That's actually where I first got. Oh, stuff. I love her. Michelle back in like 2011, 2010. She'd be like $10 beauty haul. But the videos sucked. The they, early they videos. Sucked. I bought stuff from her. Oh, yeah. And she went from this crappy, really bad looking video to she started really learning how to shoot video, editing, upgraded, till she eventually launched and got bought out by Look at her Estee now. Lauder, whoever bought her, or one of those companies bought her out. All these oh, huge yeah. people are like so rich and famous now. And like, I think Jacqueline Hill has like a jewelry line, a makeup line, a perfume line. I think she's going to be making fucking tacos pretty soon or something. <laughs> like, I'll buy them. Yeah, yeah. You, they didn't wait all. for them to be perfect. And I love that we've kind of gone from YouTube where it was just, you know, first mass media had to be perfect, then back to doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. Then Instagram shows up and then we go back towards, no, 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 it has to be curated, has, has to be perfect, has to be a museum. Perfect makeup. Every, yeah. And everyone's like projecting this perfect life that no one has. And now all of a sudden TikTok shows up and goes, screw all that. We're tired of all this lying on Instagram and all this over-exaggeration and we're just going to let people be real and we're going to reward those who are real, which I love. And I think that's all, it's a kind of a great equalizer. And now all of a sudden you have Meta freaking out and not knowing what to do and Mark Zuckerberg might quit. No. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why when you look at the numbers, even though my content is way more valuable than Hakeem's, <laughs> even like there's some of my favorite brands. I won't say their names because I don't want to single them out. But some of my favorite brands that I consider to be top tier have the least amount of followers. They have like 200 and 300 followers, but they put out such valuable content that I would even say they shouldn't be putting that kind of content mm -hmm. out. It's so good. It shouldn't be free. Yeah. And yet they have no followers because they're still trying to do Instagram on TikTok. Wow. In that language, never going to perform. Then you have Hakeem who can't even sometimes lip sync the words like they're not even <laughs> up with each other. Typos. Yeah. Oh my god, typos. He gives me anxiety oh, with his typos, awesome. and he's borderline like inappropriate sometimes. Yeah. And yet they love it. We went live last night, and he tried to do my lashes, but it didn't work because I. I have problems. Okay. And uh, <laughs> we went live with him trying to do my lashes. And he said some stuff that I was like, oh, my no, God, I can't believe someone asked him. Like, they asked you, what does your mom think about what you're doing? Uh, and then. Like, are she proud or something like that? Proud? And then 
I was a little high, so I was just like, well, my mom's dead, so. <laughs> I was like, Hakeem. Oh, oh, my God. What if, like, somebody is triggered by that? Yeah. What if somebody's mom is dead? Like, what if they're listening to this and you trigger them? But the crowd, like, went insane and, like, he got tons of, I think he got, like, he's the creator. So he's in the creator fund. So he actually makes money from TikTok. Oh, wow. And so he got, like, 600 diamonds. Those are, like. I want to say like 50 cents a piece. Okay. Like you cash those out at like 50 cents. So he made like, like a bucks. couple hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah on it's, live last it's night. It's you being you and like it's unfiltered. I would have never but said But you know what? That, but... It's like. <laughs> then he said, I killed her too. Because and then know... I'd be like, oh crap. No, no, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I had to be the PR and be like, oh, well, you know, she was a hairstylist. So she, she loves you know, him. Yes. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that people could probably tell that the question was a little bit snarky. And yeah. so when you responded like that, it's like, yeah, you get that snarko. <laughs> and they like yeah. it. Like they enjoy it. He's had, it's very rare for him, but he does get occasional trolls. He'll have occasionally somebody say something like some guy recently said, oh, can you do my lashes? Like kind of, kind of yeah. being a jerk. And he responded. He actually highlighted the question and said, yeah, dude, I'll make you look real pretty. <laughs> and, and they loved it. Yeah. Like people saved it. They commented, they shared it. And so definitely it's so different. Like whereas on Instagram, we delete those comments, yeah. right? On Instagram, you want perfect comment section. So you delete all the negative ones on TikTok. A lot of people have blown up simply by responding to their respond. troll comments. Yeah. No, that's how we say with Yelp. A lot of people we always tell when you get bad Yelp reviews, you're going to get more people calling you because of how you respond to bad reviews and they will see 18 positive reviews. That's just not how it works. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I love this. This is You guys have actually opened my mind a lot to TikTok. Mostly, I mean, I've always wanted to dabble in it, but you're definitely motivating me that do want to get more involved with this. For you guys, where do you get inspiration? Is it just watching other things? Are you saving audio clips? Or are you write, taking notes? I mean, how do you go about getting the inspiration to go out and do this type of stuff? There's different kinds of people. There's people that like schedule their content and there's people that uh, are spontaneous. I'm more of like the spontaneous one is just if I see a funny video and I see a, a sound or something like that. It's usually from different industries. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like. Okay. Read, read. Yeah, yeah. That's why my content is so original to the lash industry, because I'm getting content and I'm batching it from other people's content that are do- working on cars. Mm-hmm. Well, because any any sound that's uh, available on TikTok, any of the trending things, you can make it relative to what yeah. you're doing. So that's pretty much all I ever do. So like, I'll see a funny video that I think is hilarious. That's about cars or something. And I'll make about it lashes. about lashes. That's great. That's like a huge tip. I think a lot of people focus like their their for you page or their following page is so heavy on whatever lashes. it is that they do. So exactly, if everything is lashes, yeah. it's going to be very difficult to break through that and be unique because exactly. everyone's already doing that. I, if I see another <laughs> video, I see mostly I see reels, but if I see another video where a person has their finger over the screen going do 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 do, and I'm like, <laughs> for crying out loud, guys, I've seen that a thousand times. It's exactly. not original, and you're not the only one. No. You're not the one. Like other people are overwhelmed with it's like okay you're not even funny anymore unless you're doing something like way outlandish with it but the more than likely you're just repeating and there's a lot of gurus who will tell you just repeat what they're doing and change the words no you're better off going into an industry that's so different and then finding something there that hasn't been done here and then that is what's going to make you stand out so i feel like that's why too so much of his content goes like viral or because he's bringing stuff my my for you page is a lot different than actually for you yes. page I'm, yeah. not, I'm not since it's catered to me mine's not just lashes it's a lot of just like funny stuff, funny videos i think that's what people should do is like guys all of us have other interests. No one just does lashes all day. So no. So make sure your feed, you're following your interests. If you love poetry, follow poets. Yeah, if you truly. love music, follow musicians, whatever it is. Like you said, start following those other areas of your interest. And like you said, steal from those other places and pull it in there. That's how we built our salon. We would go to other yeah. hotels, restaurants, service providers. Well, look at you just went to Comic-Con and you're probably stealing from there yeah. for, for LashCon. <laughs> Absolutely. We gave it a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we all do it. Yeah. Like that's just how it works. Like it's not stealing. There's no such thing as original anyways, but there's a way to make things your own. And the biggest, and I'm all about mindset. So I think the reason why people don't do that and they don't genuinely want to be the first is because they're afraid that people won't like it. They're afraid that people will say, oh, that doesn't even make sense or whatever. But the funny thing is that that's good. 
you want people to see your content and think it's cringe because you'd want them to unfollow you and you want them to not engage with you because you really want your following to be you're curated trying. of people who are. If you're into poetry, monster trucks, and lashes, yeah. there is a, whether you believe it or not, there <laughs> is tribe for you. A, um, a market of lash clients who are into monster trucks and poetry and want to get lashes. And all you need as a lash artist is what, 30 or 40 customers? Yeah. You need 30 or 40 reliable clients that are paying you three figures every couple weeks and you're making six figures a year with a bunch of people who are going to talk about poetry and monster trucks all day like if that's what you like then do that i think people are so focused on not showing what they truly like because they so that way they can fit in and that's the biggest and this stuff is so temporary i mean it it just comes and goes it's fluff it's not like your life will be defined by that one tiktok you did five years ago no definitely hakeem has created because of the type of content he creates he uses a lot of Spanish sounds. Mm-hmm. So things, um, you know, because we're Mexican <laughs> and also a lot of like, I never knew, by the way, friend. I always thought you were German. But. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does stick to those. And yes, some people might just think he's just the Mexican lash guy, but it's more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think even though we're heavy, like my branding literally is like, we're the Chicana lash mm-hmm. brand. Yeah. People know that there's more to me than just the fact that I grew up with low riders. And I know more than that. Yeah. And so you might think that you're pinpointing yourself, but all you're doing is just getting people connected with you first. Yeah. And then you reel them in with all the other amazing attributes to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You can, you niche, right? You niche down. But I even know yeah. for our podcast now, I mean, we started just, and we still do focus on lashes, but Oh my gosh, I have people from all sorts of walks of life who follow or listen to us now who are not lash artists or in the beauty space. I had someone who I think did was a realtor who reached out and I'm like, okay, a realtor listens to us because she said it's just good stuff. She just found it entertaining. So you, business yeah. and sales, it's all across the board. So it's going to work for everyone. It's like love. It's a universal language. <laughs> it, yeah. It, and so is TikTok. Like I have followers who don't speak English mm. and they're just fascinated by, you know, because they can translate things sometimes, but they can, tra- you can put captions on and they can translate it. But the point is that I think people are so worried just about like what people are going to think. And the main people you need to worry about are the people who are going to pay you. That's yes. who you should be worried. And if what you're doing brings them value, that's all that matters. And I think what I love about TikTok, and I've known this, but you guys have really brought it out, is the algorithm here works much more in your favor than Instagram. Instagram sucks now. I swear, to grow on Instagram. Algorithm sucks. In fact, anyone you know that has probably over 50,000 followers bought most of those followers. I'm just going to say that. I know probably some people who are listening go, that's not true. I'm like, yeah, it is true. If you <laughs> scroll down their following... Yeah. It's not your target audience, probably. Have- Doing yourself a disservice yes. by having a bunch of followers that aren't your ideal. No. And they usually buy them. Hakeem did not buy his 125. No, that's because it's a, it's a friendly <laughs> algorithm. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. Instagram is not a friendly algorithm. They only reward certain behaviors. And even then, where I've known certain people say, I grew my Instagram. That, and I'm like, yeah. I remember there was one brand I saw who went from 5,000 to 25,000 like in a week. And by the way, Instagram does not punish you when you do that. I know they say they do. They don't. There was a documentary called Fake, fake Famous, Famous that came out a couple it's years on ago. On, it's on Netflix. Great. And that this Fake Famous, the guy created three people, um, Insta Famous on there. And all three of or only one really blew up because only one of them felt like they were okay with the illegal practices this guy was doing to, to blow her up. But she became an influencer, had over 100,000 followers got, or two or 300,000, I think, and started being invited to things, started making money. And all her followers are bought, all her comments are bought, all her likes were bought. Everything can be bought on Instagram. So don't feel bad when you look on the Instagram you see someone go quickly up the chain. 99% of the time they're buying it or way up to the top. They are not earning it. And there's more than one way to buy followers and people don't realize it and comments. You can buy with actual money or you can also buy with time you can join oh, yeah. engagement groups yeah. which are actually horrible for your algorithm yeah. because you're basically paying them by commenting back you're exchanging digital social digital currency with them so you comment i'll comment and that's actually really bad for your algorithm i've been invited to those so many times and i never do because i don't want people who are just going to comment on my post so that i can comment on theirs first of all i'll get anxiety if i've missed yeah. one and then also it's just not good i want people who are actually going to uh, be a part of our community you want to be there. But that's why I love a TikTok because TikTok really has found a way to introduce you to things based upon it's just smarter. And I know that's why yeah. I find so many things on TikTok. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And I add them to my list of feeds and all that. Not to brag, but we have 
and so many people to buy LashCon tickets from TikTok because we go live so often. Like I'm talking, we go live very often. (laughs) And the cool thing that I love about TikTok lives, they don't save them to your profile. So you not like Instagram where you can have the option to save it to your profile. And it basically is like a video, a long form video on TikTok. It's very much like QVC. You miss it. It's gone. So so people, it, it has like that urgency. Mm. And so people tend to stay longer. Sometimes I'll do a live for three hours and I will have a handful of people who stayed for the entire three wow. hours. Like where, and so that's why TikTok favors me and Hakeem's content because people stick around for so mm. long. Obviously you need to know what you're doing. Yeah. It's not natural. You have to learn. It's a skill. But the point is that one thing people don't realize is that that kind of community where you're like, hey, if I don't show up to her live, I could miss some value. Mm. I, she might be dropping some gems and I'm going to miss it. So I got to be there. So people will stop what they're doing to show up on my lives. And that's what I'm saying. Like TikTok is just so different. There's nothing else out there like that yeah. right now. And one of the things, I don't know if you guys like Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. He's like kind of a hypocrite. People either hate him or love no, him. I love him. But like one him. of the things that he talks about is just like you said, history repeats itself. Social platforms are hot for a little while and whoever gets in early typically tends to get the favor of the algorithm. And then once the platform is flooded with creators, it's a little bit difficult to set yourself up. Yeah. So TikTok right now is because you can blow up so fast right now. If you're interested in being in the forefront of it, then now's a good time rather than waiting. Building yourself up, starting from scratch as a brand or or as a business on Instagram right now is very difficult as opposed to TikTok. You get a couple good videos and you go viral. So I love it. And I think that's why I've dogged on Instagram a lot in the last year, mainly because I see so many people hustling so hard to build a business and they're getting so little return, seeing very few followers, and it's not worth the time and energy. They would be better walking around their neighborhood, passing out flyers to get clients in than they would doing posting on, I feel like, Instagram and dancing for Instagram and all that stuff. Well, TikTok, I've seen the opposite. I've seen so many people blow up so quickly overnight, and I'm excited to hear your guys journey that that's really worked well for you guys and it's continued to grow don't take it too serious <laughs> yeah yeah and i feel like we can keep going on this um for a lot more because i have like 18 more questions to go on but i think we you know we'll have to have you back we'll on have to have part you come two. back and maybe we'll do a part two on tiktok because i really would love to explore <laughs> really yeah, if there's any stuff. questions specifically that people have i mean between hakeem and i have very different platforms because yeah. it's very heavy on trends and fun and entertainment mine is more educational yeah. and inspirational yeah. to different aspects so if you guys have Anyone has questions or anything? Yeah. We're definitely Yeah, no, we'll open. do that. We consider you, you as a resource. Yeah, we should probably set that up. Or people just DM us, as always, or email us and yeah. ask questions. I'll line this up, and we'll set up in our time to go more into depth about maybe that about the content creation and maybe some of the obstacles people face and some of the reasons why yeah. people don't do it and that they need the mindset yes. they need to get over that type of stuff sure. because there is so much here and it is a, a hot tool and by the way don't worry about clubhouse clubhouse is dead uh, but, <laughs> yeah it's kind of yeah, dead i just want to yeah. throw another one out there instagram is probably not yeah. worth all your time clubhouse definitely is not worth your time but yes. this one still is and if anything it's yes. only getting better and by the way it'll change you know maybe two yep. years from now we'll all be talking about paul's hot sexy new social media platform i'm creating right now that you never know yeah you never I, know i basically i fart and oh would you stop please it's a farting yeah, it's, oh, a farting. it's all about it's all sharing farts with one another that's men i don't know what it is with men and farting fart social it's like such a delight that's what we'll call fart social it's <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah for sure all right cool well guys thank you so much work well let's go yeah, back again remind people where can they find you also i know you have a website you have a brand um, you guys are gonna be at LashCon. Yeah. tell Woo-hoo. us all about you guys yeah. yeah you'll see us everywhere we're actually really trying to focus more on creating content that answers people's questions and help people as opposed to just posting about our yeah. products mm-hmm. you know it's kind of boring so we do sell lash supplies and we're really happy to help people we really really focus on natural look so if you're looking for lashes they're going to help you give really natural subtle enhancements we're definitely your place but hakeem is the lash poppy on instagram and tiktok and then i run our business page which is beautylicious lashes and beautyliciouslashes.com is where you can find us. We will be sponsoring as well at LashCon. We're really excited because last year was such a great turnout. We met so many people and I know there's no more tickets. So like to go in person, but you'll learn so much. And the app is super, super engaging. So if you're able to get the online version, get the virtual ticket, highly recommend it. I met so many people just from the virtual app. Even before the conference started, I was already making friends. So highly recommend that. 
we're also going to be hosting Paul and Tessany at Inventura in September at Elevate Your Brand, which is a marketing event all about marketing and branding. So if you guys are struggling with your branding package, if you don't know how to set yourself up to be seen as an expert in your industry and you want people to basically beg you for your products or services, Elevate Your Brand is going to really just teach you how to set yourself up as an authority in your industry. And we're excited to have all the speakers. We've got Simple Lashes, Michelle Rath. We have April Meese. So we have some of what I consider to be the best of the best. Uh, Michelle and April are both awesome. And uh, April spoke last year at LashCon. And uh, Michelle is a sponsor this year, too. Yeah. So She's, They're like, all of you guys, like, super inspirational to both of us. So we're really grateful that you guys are coming. No, we are, too. And are you guys still have tickets, right? Or are you, where are you guys at? Yeah, okay. yeah, we do still have some tickets. Okay, yeah. cool. And so they go to your website or your Instagram, either one, they'll find it. But yeah. by the way, does yeah. TikTok have that same ability to go to a link in the bio and go to your thing yeah. and get all that stuff? It has three integrations for TikTok. You can put a link for your website mm -hmm. and then you can also have your Instagram and your YouTube channel linked. So they have their own icon. Okay. So you can actually go directly, which is really nice. So again, TikTok's great as a funnel to send people to your other platforms. Yeah, so. maybe you'll grow your Instagram because you have a TikTok page. <laughs> oh, it absolutely has. That's how I grew my, really? my Instagram. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's really cool. Cool. Well, thanks guys so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Hey guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Toast Tusney, as well as our special guests, the Lash Poppy and Ashley, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.